Hey man, what's happening? So I think I'm going to start doing this um this new thing, right? I'm gonna start doing it. It's gonna be called um the NFL Hour. And here on the NFL Hour, I'm gonna talk about different things in the NFL. So obviously I'm gonna we have the season in, and so I'm gonna wrap up the season. I'm gonna talk about some of the storylines that I like. And I'm really gonna break down each of the divisions with a couple of little corny uh different taglines about them and then talk about the important parts from those divisions gonna do a playoff preview gonna talk about some mvp stuff and then we're going to talk about some of the off-season moves that i predict happening little quarterback movement coaching carousel and stuff like that so i'm going to start doing this with nba and nfl and it's just going to be a podcast that i do that's released on the pod only it's not going to be live streamed and it's just going to be me just talking nothing but sports because I love sports. I love talking sports. So I'm going to use this to talk about sports. But first, hey, 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 it's the big baby. And I'm back and I'm partying on a Friday right before the playoffs kick off. So we're going to have a great conversation today, man. But let's let's start this off. Man. You, you all got a favorite movie, right? And just think about your favorite movie. And maybe that movie was so good that they tried to make it again. And maybe even the sequel was okay. And then they tried to make it again and again and again. And what you find out is nothing is as ever good as the first one. Or think about a show. A lot of shows get spinoffs. But how often is the spinoff better than the original show? Ah, rarely? Ever? I'm going to go with never. And that's the same thing about the Patriot way. The Patriot way is over. The only thing that made the Patriots' way work was Bob Kraft, the owner, Bill Belichick, the coach and GM, and Tom Brady, the quarterback. Now that Brady is no longer a part of the Patriots, the Patriots' way doesn't exist. Now, do I think Bill Belichick is done being a great coach in the NFL? Absolutely not. But do I think the dominance that they had over the NFL over the past 20 years will be duplicated or ever happen again? No. Just think about this. Romeo Cornell tried it. Eric Mangini tried it. Charlie Weiss tried it. Josh McDaniels tried it. Bill O'Brien tried it. And Coach Pencil, Matt Patricia tried it. They all tried to duplicate the Patriots' way but they ended up having to make their way out of town because it didn't work. Why? Because them as head coaches are not Bill Belichick. They did not have the great ownership that is Bob Kraft. And they did not have the quarterbacking that is Tom Brady. That's what it is. They did not have the institutional excellence that is the Patriots, and they tried to duplicate it. And guess what? The sequel went to the movie theater, and it flopped. Volume three went straight to DVD and it, and nobody bought it. So they threw it in the $1 bin at Walmart. That's just it. The Patriot way is over. The Patriot way is dead. It had a great run. 
I loved watching it at times. I hated watching it at times, but they had a great run. So the idea that you can duplicate what Bill Belichick is, is, is disrespectful. Guess what? You guys don't coach that well. Your quarterback probably is not as good as Tom Brady, and if he is, he's not wired the same way as Tom Brady. He doesn't have the influence over the team that Tom Brady has. He won't take the pay cuts that Tom Brady took in order to make it work. Hell, the Patriot way is barely working in New England. So if you can't get the New England Patriots to play like Patriots, how do you expect to get the Houston Texans to play like? And that takes me to my next topic, Patriot South. The Houston Texans are Patriots South. But unfortunately, like the South, in the Civil War, they just came up short. And the Texans, they just keep coming up short. They are not the Patriots of the North. Just think about this, man. Bill O'Brien tried to be what Bill Belichick was, and it didn't work. He tried to be coach and GM. That didn't work. Why? Because he's not as good of a coach as Bill Belichick, and he's damn sure not doesn't have the eye for talent that Bill Belichick does, and he can't make moves. I mean, look what you got for DeAndre Hopkins. Despicable. Then the McNair family, they're not Bob Kraft. Think about the owner, Bob McNair. It got out that he talked about we can't let the prisoners, we can't yeah let the prisoners run the prison, referencing the players and player empowerment and them taking knees. He said no. That's not Bob Kraft. Even if Bob Kraft felt that way, it wouldn't get out. It wouldn't be presented that way. And then now, what are we doing? They go hire Nick Casario, another Patriots guy. He was there. Director of Pro Personnel up there. Well, excuse me, of Player Personnel. Well, guess what, man? They have not done well with Player Personnel in the last few years. Look at their offense. They have absolutely no tools. So why would you try to bring that south? Then they have the Patriot way, way right? And it's like, get in line, fall in line, do your job, do your job. No, how about y'all do your job? Hey, owner, you go on. Hey, GM, you GM. And coaches, you coach. But that's not happening. They're trying to make, they're trying to recreate the Patriot way. But the problem is the face of the franchise now wants to wear a mask. And I ain't talking about a COVID mask. He wants to wear a mask. Why? Because y'all eroded the trust. That you had with him. You hired, you fired the GM who drafted him because he was on leave tending to his sick wife. The coach trades away his number one target without talking to him for peanuts. And now you tell him you're going to include him in the head coach search, in the GM search. And you get a Patriots guy. And then the one coach that he wanted who... One of his peers, Patrick Mahomes, highly recommended to him, Eric Bieniemy. You don't even sign him up for a Zoom interview. Is that really the Patriot way? Is that really the way to win Houston? Houston, we have a problem. How many times have we heard that? You have a quarterback who just signed one of the largest contracts in NFL history, ready to leave a year into it. Well, shit, the money hadn't even kicked in yet. Before the contracts kicked in, 
He's ready to leave. Why? Because you just can't do your job. You'll never be able to duplicate the Patriot way. The sequel's never as good. Patriot South, you suck. It's over. But man, we really are completing a COVID season this year. I can't believe it happened. I applaud the NFL for pushing through and making it happen because I think it's very important for us to have live sports. But not only do I think it's important for us to have live sports, I think it's important for those athletes to have the ability to go to work. And I also think it's important for these leagues to show the governments that, hey, you can function just differently. Like you can still function. I know it's crazy, but you can actually freaking function. And that's what the NFL did. Now, was there some crazy stuff that we've seen? Yeah, you had the Denver Broncos playing against the Saints with no quarterback. They literally had to bring up a guy from the practice squad who was a practice squad wide receiver that played some quarterback in college to start an NFL game. Unfortunately for him, it didn't work out, but the NFL pushed on. Did some bye weeks get missed? Yeah. The Steelers got robbed of their bye week. Did it seem like the Titans got extra advantages? Maybe. But the NFL had a hard set of rules. They weren't going to stop games because of competitive advantages. They were only going to stop the games because of health reasons. And they did so. And they held the teams accountable They if they if for, for mask wearing. There was big fines that went out. John Gruden had a big fine. I want to say the Saints or the Steelers, maybe both of them had big fines for the way that they acted in the locker room after winning games. The NFL did not play. And hell, look what happened to, excuse me, Haskins. Dwayne Haskins was called out at a gentleman's club with no mask. He got fined by the team and eventually cut. At one point, we thought we may have had an eight-game, an eight-team playoff instead of the seventeen playoff because we were going to have to cut the season short, but we did not. A big credit to the NFL and the NFL players. Now we're headed to the playoffs. Let's hopefully, let's hopefully push through so that we can have a fully successful NFL season. MVP, MVP. We talk about MVPs all the time, but I don't really think we understand what valuable means. I think we oftentimes mistake valuable with best. And I'm here to tell you that you can be better than someone. You can be the best, but that does not mean you are the most valuable. For instance, a car to a person with no car is more valuable than a Lamborghini to a rich man. When that mother needs to take those kids to soccer practice, if she doesn't have that minivan, she can't get them there. But if her husband wants to hop on his motorcycle, he can. What, what's, what's, what's better? A motorcycle is better than a damn minivan 
But what's more valuable, the minivan? Beachfront property, valuable. But what's better? A hundred acres in the Midwest? Some would say no, but if you have a hundred acres, you have more. It's the best. Not the best, it's better. But beachfront property, because it's limited, it is more valuable than your 200 acres in the middle of nowhere. School lunch. Being a kid, getting that school lunch, that's way more valuable than dinner at Mastro's. Why? Because dinner at Mastro's is a luxury. Now, that luxury, that, that, that dinner at Mastro's is so much better than that school lunch, but the school lunch is more valuable. You see where I'm going here? So when we look at the MVP conversation, we can't get caught up on who played the best, who looked the best. We have to look at who's the most valuable player to their franchise, to their situation. So my vote, so I have five people who I think should be in the running for MVP. We have Aaron Rodgers, Derrick Henry, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Tom Brady. And those are my MVP candidates in that order. So I think Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the NFL this year. I think Derrick Henry should be in second place. Josh Allen third, Patrick Mahomes fourth, and finally Tom Brady. Let's get to Aaron Rodgers. What would the Packers be without Aaron Rodgers, honestly? I mean, 13-3, and 70.7% uh, completion percentage career high, 48 to touchdowns career high, 4,200, let me look at my stats, 99 yards, only five interceptions, and a 121.5 passer rating. And look at his supporting cast. Devontae Adams was great. His offensive line was great. Aaron Jones was great. But let's be real. That team doesn't function without Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay doesn't function as a city without Aaron Rodgers. And year after year after year, he's put that team on his back. And now that he has a competent coach, that has a little bit of a better offensive mind. Look at what he's doing. Number one seed, poised to go win his second Super Bowl and possibly his fifth MVP. I think it's fifth. I don't feel like looking it up, but he's had many MVPs. Derrick Henry, Titans were 11-5. and five. He rushed for 2,027 yards and 17 touchdowns. He's one of two players to rush for 2,000 yards and 15-plus touchdowns in a season. Only he and Terrell Davis. Guess what? Terrell Davis won the MVP that season and the Super Bowl. Now, do I think the Titans are going to win the Super Bowl? Uh, maybe. We'll see when I get to my playoff predictions. But Derrick Henry put that team on his back. That team does not function without Derrick Henry. That all, that defense, terrible. Yeah, we think about Mike Vrabel, hard-nosed the defensive guy, but their defense is not good. Tannehill. Tannehill is playing Lights out. He's been playing lights out since he's been a starter for Tennessee. But guess what? Tannehill's not Tannehill without Derrick Henry. The play-action pass game doesn't work if Derrick Henry's not running the ball for 2,000 yards, back-to-back -back rushing titles. Third, Josh Allen. Josh Allen made huge strides this year. And I don't think that we should – Use the fact that he's improved so much as a means to make him the MVP. But, no, he's just played damn good football. 69% completion percentage, really, Josh Allen? He was in the 50s in high school and college. 4,554 yards, 
37 touchdowns, 10 picks, and a 107 passer rating. He's carrying a pretty average to below average defense. Not too much of a running game, but once you link him and Stephon Diggs together, they became great. And now you have the Bills taking over the NFC, the NFC East, and they might make a deep run this year. It's all going to be on the arm and legs of Josh Allen. Fourth, Patrick Mahomes. I know it's easy to say that Patrick Mahomes is the MVP because he's the best quarterback in the league, arguably. But for one, down the stretch, last four games, he didn't play well. I get it that the games weren't as important, but once you take the field, man, you have a responsibility to play well, and what you put out there is what's going to go on film, and that's what we're going to evaluate. But he still had great numbers. I mean, his team ended up being 14-2, and 14-1 in the games that he played, 66.3 completion percentage, 47-40 on the yards, uh, 38 tubs, 6 INTs, and a 108.2 passer rating. But I look at when I look at Patrick Mahomes, man, I, I know Andy Reid is done. I know what he was doing in Kansas City before Patrick Mahomes got there. So that's why I struggle to make Patrick Mahomes the MVP because of the institutional competence that he has around him, the institutional excellence that is around Patrick Mahomes, the great players that they have on both sides of the ball, especially on that offense, that explosive offense that was already a top-notch offense before he got there. He just took it over the top. So that's why he's not, to me, he's not as valuable as many would like to make him. He's valuable. He's damn valuable. He's a great football player. Best best quarterback in the league. Best quarterback. At his best, I have not seen a quarterback play better. But he also, I look at him like, like the, the, the 18 Warriors. So good. Because all oh, everything around them just fits in perfectly. And at their peak, they're unstoppable. Lastly, Tom Brady. Man, Tom Brady shocked me this year. 11 and 5, 65% passive uh, completion percentage, 46-33 on the yards, or 4,633 yards, 40 touchdowns, 12 picks, and a 102.2 passer rate. Now, Brady was great against bad teams. He wasn't necessarily great against good teams, but he took them from a 7-9 team to an 11-5 team. Uh, he brought a new culture to Tampa. He made them more serious. He brought that Brady vibe there. He he really he brought some of what the Patriot way that I said gone. He brought some of that to Tampa. He, he brought in Gronk. You know, he brought in A.B., and that allowed them to – really get to cooking now at the end of the season. And I just, as talented as other quarterbacks may be, I think that Jameis had the talent to make this team a playoff team this year just because of the pieces around him and the quarterback, excuse me, and the defense. And it was just another year in Bruce Arian's system. I think, but I think that Tom Brady really elevated this team and has them as a potential Super Bowl threat this year. So that's my MVP conversation. I think Aaron Rodgers is the MVP because he's carried the Packers. And, I mean, what would the Packers really be without Aaron Rodgers? All right, let's get to the division conversation. We're going to start it off with the NFC East, the NFC least. In one word, the NFC East was awful. Washington football team, they're a quarterback away. That defense is rolling. They got McLaurin on the outside. I, I, Ron Rivera has those boys playing good. But – Come on, man. Alex Smith, Taylor Heineke, and 
Dwayne Haskins. You got to find a quarterback. Dallas. Boy, y'all got to pay Dak. And then y'all just going to be 8-8. Because Dallas's defense was terrible. Thank God they fired Mike Nolan because that was just – that experiment was awful. Zeke is overpaid and overweight and slow and just not Zeke anymore. But they got to pay Dak because that offense lost all competence to like the last few weeks of the season, man. I I don't really know where they go from here. I say you got to pay Dak because I want Dak to get paid. But if you really think about it, that team has so many holes on it. Unless Dak takes a pay cut, man, I, I don't know how you make them a contender. Unless you think Dak is that good. And he was putting up big numbers. But it didn't add up on the field. It didn't add up to wins. And I'm afraid that he's good stats, bad team guy. Eagles, blow it up. Roseman, got to go. Doug Peterson, got to go. Wentz, got to go. I just think that culture there is bad. Um, Doug Peterson can't call a game to save his life. He's nothing without Frank Reich. Carson Wentz is a diva who got overpaid too early, and he leaked things to the media. He's not a leader. He's 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 not good right now, and I don't know what the problem is, but he has to get out of there. And Howie Roseman just made some questionable decisions as a GM, and it's not working. If I'm Lurie, I'm firing everybody. But if not everybody, I, I got to look at my coach or my GM first. All right. AFC East, the new king in town. After years of domination by the Patriots, the Bills have won their first division since, what, 95? Yeah, they've won their first division since, like, 1995. Third year straight in the playoffs, and they're trending upwards. They have a young they have a young Josh Allen who's looking great. Well, he's my number three MVP candidate. They – man, if you take away the – the Hail Murray, they're 12 and excuse me, they're 14 and 2 going into the playoffs on a 10-game winning streak. They're, they're looking real spicy, man. I think they may be they may be here to stay. They may be the new face of the AFC East. The Dolphins. Is Tua time already over? I mean, they tanked for Tua, and now they might be sinking because of him. Now, I don't think Tua's done. I think he needs an offseason. I think he needs a couple of weapons. I think he needs a new offensive coordinator because Shan Gailey's stuck in 95. But maybe they don't think Tua can open it up. Maybe what they're seeing in practice lets them know that he can't open it up. But whatever the case may be, Tua has to throw the ball down the field because if he continues having games with his yards per attempt, like a good running back, five yards on attempt, six yards on attempt, they're not going to be anything. And Brian Flores will be another failed Patriot coach. And I don't, I don't think that, I don't think he is that kind of coach. I think he has it figured out. He really turned that franchise around in two years. They play hard, good defense, good special teams. I mean, they came a game short of the playoffs, but my God, in that final game, they got 30 pieced. The Bills put up 50 on them. The game that actually mattered. The Pats, well, I opened up saying that the Patriot way doesn't exist anymore. So what else do we say? Do we kill Cam? Do we let him go? 
Do we start Stid? Do we go to get Mac Wilson in the draft? What do the Patriots do, man? Their their defense is going to be better when they get the opt-outs back, but who gives a damn? They can't move the ball. Cam had like 10, 10 passing touchdowns on the season, maybe? I want to say he rushed for more than he passed as a quarterback in the NFL. I don't know if Cam can't throw anymore, if they didn't let Cam throw anymore, or if the weapons were that bad, or if it's just all three. But whatever it was, the Patriots, I mean, they still played hard. They still played good defense, but that offense was, man, putrid, man. I, I couldn't watch it. I, and I was rooting for Cam early on, but I, Jesus Christ. I couldn't watch that mess, man, because it was, it was just really, really bad, man. It was just bad football. The Jets, is it Fields or the field? Do you draft Justin Fields with the second overall pick, or do you trade the second overall pick and run with Sam Darnold? Because you can get a haul. Well, you can get a lot for that number two pick. Because you have what we thought was a competent quarterback who sees ghosts every now and then. But uh, you know, Whoopi ain't never hurt nobody. So what do you do? Do you do you do you, do you ride out with Sam, or do you go get or you do you go get Justin or Matt, or do you go get Wilson from um from BYU? I don't know what you do, man. I just know they got rid of Gase, which is a step in the right direction, and and, and maybe Joe Douglas can continue to draft well, and he'll get his guy in there, and the Jets maybe will develop a pulse because they haven't had one. Since what? Since Todd Bowles left. All right, let's go to the let's go south. NFC South. I call this division the retirement home because it's a bunch of old quarterbacks. You have Brady, forty three, Breeze, who's like forty one, forty two, and Matt Ryan, who's in his late thirties. Uh, then you have Teddy Two Gloves, but who, who, who really cares? The Saints. Shock Breeze and Mike Thomas. I can't read my damn notes. But look, the Saints, they won the division like they should have. They had the best team in the division. They played well from beginning to end. But something is missing. It's like they're missing some civil. They're missing some pop. I don't know what it is that they're missing. Maybe because Drew Breeze can't throw the ball down the field at all. And Mike Thomas has barely played this year. I'm shocked. Okay, now I remember. Now I'm shocked that. The season worked as well as it did, honestly, because, shoot, you had Drew Brees who came out and made his comments. There was some division in the locker room, but they worked through that. And then you got Mike Thomas fighting players. Then he's getting hurt. I I just didn't expect him to be that good. But here's the thing. This season means absolutely nothing if they don't win a Super Bowl. It means nothing if they don't win the Super Bowl. They're in cap hell. They loaded it all up to make it happen this year because Drew Brees is going to be in the press box next year calling games. And then they're going to be stuck with all these contracts. They're going to have to offload them, and then they're going to go back to being the ain'ts, paper bags and everything, all in two years. Then Paint can go take his dream job in Dallas. But, yeah, man, I, I, I the Saints won the South, but – they're not going to win the playoffs. The Bucks, bro, Brady's on stem cells, man. His rejuvenation this year, 40 touchdowns, 4,000 yards, man. I, I thought he was cooked, man. Y'all remember, I, I said that Brady and Gronk was that old G-Wagon, 
and and it, the gas light was on, and they were just waiting for it to to, to go on. Eat. I guess it's a hybrid or something where we got some solar panels on that thing because they've been riding in the sun and them boys are still moving. Now, I'm not going to tell you where I think they finished the season at, but can the G-Wagon end up running out of gas in Tampa because maybe it never had to leave the parking lot? It's looking like it. They're going into the playoffs hot, and can you really bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs? You can, I won't. The Falcons blow it up. I, I gave a take on the Falcons on the regular pod last week to close it out, so I'm not going to go in, in too deep on that one. But just blow it up. Already got rid of Coach GM. Just get rid of everybody. Get out of Cap Hill and let's start fresh and try to build a sustainable winner. Carolina, no CMC. No CMC, what can you really take away from that? They played hard. They obviously have some talent there. I think Matt Rule was a good coaching hire. I think the NFC South is going to do a, a cartwheel next next year. We just got to wait to see what happens this offseason. But I think Carolina is going to be super competitive in that division and look going to be a good-looking wild-card team in the next year or so. AFC South. The tire fire continues. This is one of the wildest divisions in football because you never know what's going to happen each year. There's not a constant team that you can just rely on. Yes, the Titans are making the playoffs for the second year in a row, but is it, are they a team that you can actually count on? Did we expect them to come back and be this? I mean, Houston won the division last year. Did we expect Houston to bounce back? Do we expect them to bounce back once they hire the right coach? I don't even know because, hell, they might not have a quarterback. And the Colts, but, we'll, but anyways, Titans, all hell King Henry. What else do I say? 2,000 yards, 17 touchdowns, he carried them. Arthur Smith, FedEx, all that. Yeah, he's FedEx to them. The Colts, ain't no luck in that river, man. Ain't no luck in that river. Phillip Rivers, man, he's carried them. He's doing well enough. Jonathan Taylor. Ended up running the hell out of the ball at the end of the year. He was number three in rushing, 1,500 yards. He had a great rookie campaign. I mean, he's not going to win offensive rookie of the year, but it's okay. He had a great season, but Phillip Rivers and Andrew Luck. They finally got the team that Andrew Luck wanted. Andrew Luck needed, but Andrew Luck's gone. The Texans, don't do it, Deshaun. Don't do it, dog. I know you want to go. And here's what I'm going to tell you. I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. Deshaun, you ain't going nowhere. It's the NFL. You done signed that dotted line, you're going to be there, and it's going to be hell. And I hate it for you. I shouldn't say don't do it, Deshaun. I should say don't do it to Deshaun. Build him a winner or let him go. He deserves that from you all. The Jags. Y'all getting T-Law with a chip. And I ain't talking about a championship. I'm talking about a chip on his shoulder. You think about all the great quarterbacks, man. All the great quarterbacks enter the league with some type of chip on their shoulder. They, the, the best of the best felt like they felt like they always got passed over. They didn't get recognized for what they were. Something didn't go their way. 
and you got a kid who's been the number one quarterback in high school, number one quarterback coming out, and he didn't really struggle at all much in college. But it's like, where is his edge going to come from? Where is that chip going to come from? It finally came. No postseason awards this year. They got boat raced by Ohio State in the national semifinals. So he's going to come into the league hungry. He's going to come into to the league wanting to prove that, hey, he is who he, who he said he was. Kids lost six games in the last seven years. Absolutely insane. He's going to come into Jacksonville with a chip on his shoulder, and I, I think he's going to be part of a new culture there in Jacksonville under Urban Meyer. Let's go to the NFC North, baby. Just relax. Y'all know who run the North. The Packers, you got to love Aaron, baby. Discount double check. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And that's Aaron Rodgers at the top of the NFC North every freaking year. When healthy, obviously. The Bears. Money Mitch. He got you to the playoffs two years. If he wins a playoff game, if he upsets Drew Brees, do you pay him? More money, more problems. But do you pay Mitch? The on-field production ain't it, but he's winning the games. I would pay him. I would let him walk or give him a $15 million contract until I could find a guy I'm in love with personally. The Vikings. Diggs try to tell you that cousins ain't the truth. Diggs try to tell you, like, hey, bro, that ain't my Kirk. Nah, he ain't my cousin. Mm-mm, we ain't Kim folk, bro. He, uh-uh. That's y'all people's. And I mean, it is what it is, y'all. Y'all ain't there. The Lions, free Matt Stafford, man. Y'all fired Matt Patricia, free Matt Stafford. Firing Jim Caldwell was like the biggest mistake y'all could have ever made. But hey, look, free Matt Stafford. AFC North, best division in, best division in football. Steelers. Mike Tomlin is Doc Rivers of the NFL. An important figure, obviously. Great black coach. Championship pedigree. Players coach, players love him. But it's just something about him that just isn't as great as you want it to be. You you see, you know, Doc, they say Doc got a ready-made team to win his, his championship in Boston. Mike T had Bill Cowher's ready-made team when he won his first championship. And they oftentimes come up short. They lose games they're not supposed to lose. And I'm rooting for Mike T this year because I'm a a huge Mike Tomlin fan. And I just hope that the Steelers figure it out. The Browns, it ain't Baker. It ain't Baker. Some running backs. So when it's time to pay him, you remember that. But another thing about the Browns is Odell Beckham. Odell Beck. They got better when Odell Beckham left. Uh, because the, they stopped focusing on feeding Odell, and they focused on feeding the backs and feeding the open man. And I'm not gonna kill Odell for this. I'm not. I refuse to kill Odell for this. I'm going to kill the Browns for not figuring out figuring out how to properly use Odell. 
So hopefully when Odell heals up, you you let him you you get rid of him, you get a draft pick, and you let him go somewhere so that he can thrive. What we got next? Ravens, Lamar is fine. Lamar is fine. I I think I think that because he was so damn good that that we wanted to tell him to go. We we want to tell him that he's not good enough in the playoffs, but like, bro, it's been two years. It's two years. Baker ain't seen the play. Baker's just now seen the playoffs. Sam Donald ain't sniffed the playoffs. Josh Rosen ain't sniffed the field. And Josh Allen looked terrible last year in the playoffs. We want to pressure Lamar because he already won a Super I mean, excuse me, he already won an MVP, so he's supposed to win playoff games. Yes, he's supposed to win playoff games, but let's chill out. Lamar is fine. That passing game picked up, and I, I'm i optimistic about the, 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 the Ravens this year. Let me tell you, I'm super optimistic about the Ravens and what they'll be. The Bengals, Burrow will be back. Don't worry. Burrow will be back. And that's going to be a crazy competitive division when he gets back and they give him some help. All right, let's go out west to the NFC West. Wow, wow, west. Probably the second best division in football. Some would say the first. And I think it could uh, be the best division next year. Seahawks. Let Russ cook. Like Mark Schlereth said, let Russ simmer. It looked good when Russ was cooking this summer. I mean, at the beginning of the season, but guess what happens? The more and more you cook, the more and more people know your recipe, and then it don't taste as good. Once it becomes so common, it just don't taste the same when it's rare. And I think that the Seahawks, I want to credit Pete Carroll for this one. Because I think he heard what the media was saying. I think he he said, you know what? Russ wants to cook. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let Russ cook, and I'm going to show him what happens when you cook too much. And now the Seahawks are struggling towards the end of the season because they let Russ cook so much, and he's not cooking as well as he, as he was. And they had to get back to doing what they used to do. Yes, injuries had a part of it, but... You let Russ cook too much, man, he makes mistakes. You got to find a happy medium between letting Russ cook and letting the offense run. And I think I think they may find that in the playoffs, maybe. We'll see. The Rams, man, I pray for McVay. Because once they pay people, they go to hell. They gave Gurley the money, nothing. They gave Golf that money, he better off playing golf. But that defense is, 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 is good. They're hitting. They That Rams defense is scary. And they're really a quarterback away. The cards, man, Kyler just came up short. They were looking good early, but he lost five of his last seven. The 49ers, damn, Shanahan. That boy can coach. All he needs is a is a is a quarterback that he can trust. And by trust I mean show up on Sunday. 
I mean, Jimmy G stays hurt. But if they get the right quarterback there, I think they'll be right back to where they were last year. Uh, Super Bowl contender, Super Bowl champion, eventually. I, I, I like what Shanahan's doing. I'm not the biggest Shanahan fan because of what happened to 28-3. But as a, as a play caller, man, is there anyone better? Do you see what he was doing with, with Mullins and, and, and people whose name I can't remember right now? Last division, AFC West. Is Patrick, Andy, and then everybody else. The Chiefs, they sleepwalking backwards, and they're still better than 90% of the NFL. It's absolutely crazy how good they can be. I just hope they can maintain that that momentum that they that they excuse me. I hope they can generate that some momentum into the playoffs and continue play, and actually play well. I hope they know where their on and off switch is and they actually turn it on because. It's crazy that their off switch is better than so many other people's on switch, but like is John the Raiders? Can John Gruden coach? Like I ask for myself, not even a friend. Can John Gruden coach? Like they start off hot and then they. Uh, uh, uh. And he took Henry Ruggs, and he was uh, – and you could have took, I don't know, Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, you know, the receivers who were already rated higher than Ruggs. I mean, Ruggs is fast as hell, but he ain't trying to ride in that car with Derrick. <laughs> the Chargers. Lynn Saturday is over, man. I was rooting for Anthony Lynn, but man, his game management was insanity. And he he had to go. He just had to go. Like, he just could not seem to win a close game. And it's like, man, we know you know how to coach. They love you here. They speak highly of you. They say you're a man's man. You're a great guy. But Jesus Christ, in a close game, you Falcons West. Lynn Saturday is over. The Broncos, back away, Elway. I'm happy that you're no longer the GM and you're just the president of the team because, Jesus Christ, you played quarterback better than almost anybody ever, but you can't pick one to save your life. I could pick a quarterback better than you. Come on, Elway. Back away. I'm happy to see that he's backing away, and maybe, just maybe, the Denver Broncos will turn into something, but who knows, man. That's my division wrap up, man. I, I let off. I tried to hit the division winners first and then just give you a little bit on each of the teams, man. Let's go to my playoff predictions. So, playoff predictions, man. What do we got here? In the NFC, we have the Packers one, Saints two, Seahawks three, Washington four, Bucks five, Rams six, and the Bears seven. In the AFC, we have Chiefs 1, Bills 2, Steelers 3, Titans 4, Ravens 5, Browns 6, Colts 7. So let's go down the matchups. This weekend, we got Saints versus Bears. I'm going to take the Saints in a very, very close game. I, I, I don't trust Mitch. 
The Bears have been a, a highly inconsistent team, but I think that the Bears are going to bring it because I, I don't trust the Saints either. And I know their record says I should trust them. I know Drew Brees say I should trust him. Sean Payton say I should trust him. That offense, those offensive weapons and that defense say I should trust him. I just don't. I think the Bears are going to muddy it up, make it ugly. And because the Saints don't have the home field advantage that they once had because there's no fans in the stands, I think that it's a close game. Seahawks versus Rams. I'm going to take the Rams in this one. Yeah, I'm taking the underdog here. I'm going to take the backup. I don't even care if the backup's playing or if Goff is playing. I'm taking the Rams here. Because Jalen Ramsey owns owns DK. DK got to ask Jalen Ramsey to put on his cleats before the game. So what Jalen Ramsey does to these big receivers, he's, I'm talking about the big physical receivers, takes him out the game. And if you take that over-the-top threat away from Russ, you, you force him to throw the ball underneath, and that Rams defense is ferocious. I mean, they are freaking ferocious what are they the um they're the number one scoring defense in the league come on man they're only giving up 18 and a half points the seahawks offense or defense is hit and miss and jamal adams is dealing with an injury he may play but i, I like the i like the, the rams in an upset washington football team versus uh the pat versus uh tampa bay i'm sorry i always like to call tom brady's team uh the Pats, but Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. I should put TB together. Anyway, I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a slobber and And as much as I want to pick the Washington football team in an upset, I just can't bet against Tom Brady, especially against Taylor Heineken. I'm sorry. I don't even like Heineken. I drink American over here, but I, I just can't pick the Washington football team versus Tom Brady. It's going to be an ugly game. They're going to keep it close. They're going to take it into the fourth quarter. But at the, at the end of the day, Brady's experience and the and the tools they have on that team will prevail. So continuing in the NFC. So then that's going to take us to the next round. We're going to have the Pack are going to meet the Rams and the Saints are going, excuse me, the, the Pack. Sorry, yes. Yeah, yeah. Pack versus Rams. Then we're going to have Saints versus Tom Brady for the third time. I'm going to get the – I got the pack to beat the Rams because, I, hey, look here, I'm riding this Aaron Rodgers bandwagon until it falls off. Stroke like A-Rod. Then we have the Saints versus Tampa Bay. Third, third time playing. I just don't see somebody beating Tom Brady three times in a row. I just can't. I just can't see it happening. And guess what? Saints get sent home early. Tom Brady meets Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship. And that's the battle, the battle of number twelve. Two of the best I've watched my entire football life to play against each other, and I have Aaron Rodgers representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Stroke like Erod. Next man. Go to the AFC. So we got Bills and Colts, two versus seven. Give me the Bills in a close-ish game, but it's not. It's going to be a close-ish game, but the, the Bills are going to win. Pitt versus Browns. I got Pitt close, man. I, I'm just – I don't trust Ben's arm right now. I don't. He, he's not been good on offense. He can't throw the ball down the field, and they can't, they can't run the ball. 
but it's the Browns. Can you really pick the Browns to win a playoff game? No head coach. They're missing an offensive lineman. They're missing one of their receivers. You know, COVID really ate them up, man. I, I just can't. I just can't bet with that. So let's go Pittsburgh. Titans, Baltimore. Give me Lamar. Big trust. Yes, sir. They're they're going to avenge last year's loss, and they're going to beat the Tennessee Titans. And Lamar is going to get his first playoff victory to get that monkey off of his back. Next round, we're going to get Casey Baltimore. Guess what? Lamar is going to keep rolling. He's going to send Casey home. Casey ended the season slow. Uh, they didn't play their starters the last week, and that's just too much time off. I mean, you got to buy, and then Mahomes didn't play in the last week of the year. I don't like that. Too much rest. They they're they're playing like they like they already have the championship in the bag. Lamar and them, they've been hungry. They've had must-win games for the last five weeks, and that's another one they're going to have. Sorry, Patty Mahomes, you got to go home. Bills versus Pittsburgh. Guess what? As much as we love the Bills and how good they've looked, I'm taking Pittsburgh. Yeah, I said I didn't trust Big Ben, but I think they're going to get it in. Big Ben, those wide receivers, Juju on the beat. We're going to Corvette, vet, vet. We're going to tick, top, just a, all that, yeah. And we're going to have Lamar versus Pittsburgh in the in the AFC Championship. Yes, AFC North, the best division in football. And guess who I got with? Big Trust. We got Big Trust and Stroke like Errad in the Super Bowl. And you know what? You know what I'm going with? I'm going to be rooting for Trust. But we're going to. Discount, double check on their ass, Super Bowl number two, and we're going to get the trifecta. MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl all in the same season. Yes, sir, Aaron Rodgers, my guy. So now I'm going to get into some of my offseason thoughts, man, because obviously Black Monday has came and went. Coaches Coaches lost their jobs, and now there is, what, six openings. We have the Falcons open. We have the Lions open. We have the Texans open. We have the Jaguars open. We have the Chargers open. And what's the other team that's open that I can't think of? You know what? I should be better than this because that means I should have been doing my homework. But anyways, there's six openings in the NFL this 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 year, and I just don't feel like thinking of the other one because – I don't want to kill too much air trying to uh, find it. But look here. I'm gonna do I don't want to come back on here and go on my black coach rant again. I really do not want to have to do that because I've done it too many times in my life. I, I've, I've had to do it too many times. And, and I think one time is too much, but two times is way too much. Three times is going to be more than I want it to be. Maybe the Texans, I missed them. Or no, I didn't miss them, whatever. But if I see another retread, if Adam Gates gets another gaze from any team, and I don't hear about Marvin Lewis or Jim Caldwell getting another look, two coaches who have been to the playoff games, Jim Caldwell, a coach who made it to the Super Bowl and lost to Sean Payton. If I hear something about some Jeff Fisher, if I hear about some Jason Garrett, oh, I'm going to have a problem. Because these are two proven coaches who deserve a chance. And I hear about Joe Brady, who was my age, getting getting looks. The Rams' uh, defensive coordinator, 
man, if Eric Bieniemy don't get a job, man, I'm calling shenanigans. Robert Salah don't get a job, I'm calling shenanigans. There are a lot of coaches out there who deserve the opportunity to coach. I get if you want to bring in Urban Meyer from, from college because Urban Meyer has won national championships in multiple places. He's a proven winner. I got that. But if you're talking about bringing in some unproven guys, guys who haven't excuse me, coached at the top level in this league, guys who don't know what they're doing, I mean, if Anthony Lynn doesn't get another call, it's going to be a problem. Mike McCarthy got a call a lot about everything that he did in preparation for the job. Got it. Sucked and should get fired. Hell, his defensive coordinator got fired. Man, look here. If you don't give some of these black coaches the opportunity to be sorry, it's going to be a problem, man. The NFL has to get past this, but how do we get past it? Because the GM's going to hire their boys. The owners hire their boys to be GM. So guess what, man? We got to buy a team. Jika. Puff, we got to get y'all to break into this boys club, man, because we need some representation because it starts at the top. It's bad enough they didn't let us play quarterback for so long, but now they're letting us play quarterback, and you see what the quarterback is turning into. Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, the best quarterbacks in the league look like us, and they play like us. So you mean to tell me we're not capable of being great coaches too? You said we couldn't play quarterback, and then once you finally let us do it, we became great at it. And the same thing will happen in the coaching ranks, but you can't use the bad coaches, the coaches that didn't work, because guess what? Nobody looks at Adam Gates and say white coaches don't work. They do it to black coaches. And Dwayne Haskins, let me talk to you a little bit, Dwayne Haskins, before I go into my uh, quarterback carousel. <coughs> I hope you learn from your mistake, man. I really hope you learn from your mistake, because guess what? The burden of being a black quarterback in the NFL is much larger than the X's and O's. As the face of that franchise, you are the face of black quarterbacks as well. Because when you make mistakes, they go, see, that's why we can't, we can't, that's why we can't do that, man. We can't get, we can't, we can't use these black quarterbacks because they don't know how to play the position the way we want to play. They don't understand the 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 the, the, the responsibility that they have of being the face of the franchise. They don't. They don't. And here's why. Because they don't want us there. But we're so damn good, they got to deal with us. And that's why, man, I'm praying for Deshaun, man. I, I really am. Well, let me get to this last topic, man, of the quarterback carousel. We got six minutes left for this NFL hour. Here's how many quarterbacks are on the move or could possibly be on the move. Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, Cam Newton, Mitch Trubisky, Jimmy Garoppolo, Deshaun Watson, Teddy Bridgewater, Jared Goff, and can Jameis Winston get a job? I think he can beat out Taysom Hill in the offseason, but we, we, we already know what they're doing over there in New Orleans. They promised him an opportunity to get the job, so they're going to let him try it out for a season. They're going to be like, damn, we should have stuck with J-Bo. But I look at all these things, man, and the NFL is changing. Just a few years ago, quarterbacks didn't hit free agency, and you damn sure didn't trade a franchise quarterback when you had one. But guess what? There are so many good quarterbacks, so many good quarterbacks, and so many good quarterbacks coming into the league that now it's like, hey, man, if, if you ain't cutting the mustard, we're not going to sit here and give you eight years to get good. We can replace you tomorrow. 
And that's what happened to Carson Wentz. That's why Jalen Hurts fell into that job. Look at Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has been playing good football. He hasn't been playing great football. And guess what? He's got to go. Matt Stafford playing good football in a bad place. He wants to get to a good place. Cam Newton, I don't I don't even know what Cam is at this, at this point in his life. Mr. Trubisky, I don't even know how you got drafted second overall. More power to you, but Deshaun Watson was in your conference, and uh, he did a lot more than you did. Jimmy G, you got to stay healthy, bro. You're inconsistent on the field, and you're inconsistent getting on the field. Golf, you might want to just go play golf, bro. Deshaun Watson, man, that Deshaun Watson piece is what's crazy, man. That's what's scary just because he really wants to get out. He's lost trust in that franchise, man. And where, where does Deshaun go? I would love to see him in, 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 in San Fran with the 49ers because they're becoming my second team because of uh, because of the woman. Yeah, she's a 49ers fan, so, you know, uh, they ain't playing against the Falcons. I ain't going to root against them unless I'm betting against them. Uh, but we would – you put him with Kyle Shanahan? Come on, man. Or maybe – or maybe he brings back the Patriot way because you know he's a hard-nosed guy. He's a hard worker. He loves to grind. He's a hell of a football player. And he can disguise some of those bums, lack of talent, lack of weapons that they have in New England. Because you saw what he had down there in, 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 in Houston this year. Only weapon he had was Will Fuller. You know, Will Fuller can't stay on the field because he get hurt and, and, and fail drug tests. So it's going to be a wild summer, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen this offseason, man, all the different quarterback movement. We got all the quarterbacks coming in. I mean, we got – we got Lawrence, Fields, uh, 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 Wilson, um, Jones, excuse me, uh, Trask, my man from South – from North Dakota State, uh, Trey Lance. Like, bro, there's so many different quarterbacks coming into the league. And I just want to see the way it works out, man. But I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for Cam. I'm rooting for Cam. I, I, th- that's just me personally. I want Cam to bounce back. But, hey, look, man, this has been our NFL hour. I'm going to keep doing this. It's not always going to be an NFL, a whole hour. It's not going to be an every week thing uh, because I'm going to start doing it. You know what? I lied. We're going to do an NFL hour through the rest of the season. And then we're going to start the NBA hour after the NFL season is over. Anyways, it was great talking to you. Love y'all. Hope y'all enjoyed this podcast, man. Like, share, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. Big baby. Yeah.